excuse me. Have you seen our ass? What the Folk Sunderland review show in association with Viper Goalkeeping. Sunderland took a massive win over high-flying Wigan Wanderers as the Irvin Ibrahimovic struck twice yet again. And unlike last week, it was a match with plenty of talking points. And to join us, we have a relatively packed full house, I would say. In the red and white corner, of course, we've got Jack Shields as always. Jack, how are you doing, mate? Are you all right? Hi, mate. All right. How's it going? Always good, mate. Can't complain after a win. That's four in four in the review show, so I'm quite happy with this, to be honest. I think we should keep it going for the, the sheer fact that it seems like we should probably keep doing it because we keep winning. Um, but yes, I'm very well, mate. And of course, we've got an opposition fan as well. We've changed it up a bit this week. Normally, we have the, the preview man coming on to do the review as well, but we've changed it up a little bit this week. So in the Wickham corner, we've got Johnny King from Wickham Fanzine, The Wonderer. Johnny, how are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad considering. Thanks. How are you guys doing? Well, yeah, I don't want to rub it in, but we're pretty happy. We're not doing too bad, mate, to be completely honest. And we have got Dave is joining us as well. Whether Dave can hear us here or not, I don't know. We've had a few issues getting him on. But Dave, if you can hear us, how are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, good, mate. I think I've finally got you. I think we're finally there. You've got that perfect timing, actually, because I was just about to introduce you. And it was that kind of pivotal moment, whether I introduced you or not. But um I think we're all happy, apart from Johnny, to be fair, though. But fair play, you've came on, Johnny. I've said this every week because I don't think I could do it. So fair play. But um, as we said, Sunderland won 3-1. Massive win, I think. I think it was our toughest test of the season. I think Wickham have started really, really well. I know we've played Wigan first game of the season, but I think I think if I'm honest, I thought today was going to be the toughest test. We've, we've struggled against Wickham in the past and we've... We'll come through with flying colours. Obviously, Ross Stewart scored two goals. Elliot Embleton scored an absolute screamer and a, a late goal at the end, which came off a, someone and wrong-footed Patterson. But at, by that point, I wasn't too bothered. Ultimately, three points for Sunderland. But um, I'll come to you first, Jack. I, I came to you first in the intro. In general, mate, we're talking a couple of hours after full-time. How are you feeling? Yeah, very happy. Um, I thought in terms of how the start of the game, Wigan started better. They were the team pressing and on the front foot and for the first 10 minutes, we were struggling to get out of our own half. Um, didn't really create any clear-cut chances in that time, but they had all the intensity, they had all of the ball, and really, like you say, you know, the crowd really quietened down and it looked like we were going to be the one to break the deadlock. And then our first real chance, which is always helpful, um, we put in the net and then we got a, a glorious second. You know, Ross Stewart heads in the first and then good work between Gooch and Embleton and Embleton curls in a beautiful second and, I think Wigan would have been would have been stuffing that Wigan because they'd actually started quite well, playing some good football, but then suddenly find themselves 2-0 down. And I think it took them a, a bit of time to really get to grips with it after that. And after that, we went from strength to strength. I thought we were a confident team on the front foot. And we never really looked like conceding after that. You know, helpful that Ross Stewart killed it with a third. Disappointed not to get the, the clean sheet because I thought a clean sheet would have been great, but maybe 3-0 would have flattered us. I think 3-0 would have been harsh on Wickham. I don't think we were that much better than them today. Um, I just think it's it's good now that we've got so many options going forward and we look at like real strength and depth in the team um, and we've got options. Of, you know, 
incredible. You know, we brought off Aidan O'Brien off the bench, who scored a hat-trick on Tuesday night. Um, we've got players like uh, um, Alex Pritchard, who brought off the bench, who I thought looked really good. Um, and yeah, really positive. I'm enjoying going to Sunday games again. It's, I hope it's, it continues. Nice, isn't it? But talking about Alex Pritchard, I keep calling him Harry. I don't know why. I don't know where Harry Pritchard's come from, but um, someone please drum it into my head that it's Alex. Um, Dave, I'll, I'll stick with the red and white corner, mate, but but how's things been from your side? How did you how do you feel in the aftermath of the game two hours later? Yeah, yeah, just really, really promising, isn't it? Kind of, we, we look a force going, going forward, which is nice, something we haven't really, we've always looked like scoring one, maybe two a game. And at the minute, I'd actually thought very unjust and not much reason for it. But I just had a really good feeling this morning. And I thought that we'd, we'd win 5 0. So I said we'd be 2 0 up by half time. That but is yeah, not just a good feeling. That, that's a how, how how much have you been drinking and what have you been taking feeling, especially if you've supported Sunderland for as long as we have, which I think you have. That's it, mate. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't know. I've just genuinely got a really good feeling at the minute. It's, I guess it comes from like the Burton game. For as much as we got beat, I thought we actually played well at the same time. So you kind of, it's it's nice to not be getting too downbeat by getting beat, you know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Jack summed it up really well. To be honest, kind of yeah, Wickham definitely had the first 12, 15 minutes. Look very typical Garethians with size, you know, kind of mm. tenacious, like, like snapping at your heels, like like playing the referee. Let's be honest, another absolutely woeful refereeing performance from someone in this league. It's just horrendous, horrendous today, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think the, is it Hogan, the Wickham player? I don't think he's going to get away with uh, punching someone, unfortunately. I'd imagine they'll look back on that. I, I need to look at that because we, we, so we think it was Memedy. Oh, oh. Right, okay. but then other people have said Hogan as well, so I'm not sure. But I don't know how we're getting it mixed up because one of them is very ginger, one of them's not. Um, yeah. So, so somebody needs their eyes testing in the Sunderland fan base. I don't know who, <laughs> um, but whichever one it was, please don't punch our players. It will be appreciated. <laughs> leave, please leave that at Portsmouth fans. It's much more appreciated. Um, get some stickler going nine, doesn't he? Punch off with players, kick off Portsmouth fans. It's, it's, I know he's biggest fan, but he doesn't deserve that. It's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. But um, Johnny, I always feel bad doing this for the opposition fans when we've won. But it's nice. Um, but obviously, there's always another team. Do you know what I mean? There's always another side. There's always another viewpoint. How do you feel in the aftermath of, of the game? Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously disappointed, but not too down. I mean, it, you know, there's no shame in losing 3-1 to Sunderland. And I think based on how you play today, how you start the season, there's going to be teams... You know, bigger teams than Wickham are going to go to the stadium of light and, and come off a lot worse than that. So we, we played all right for some in stages. Um, maybe at times you could argue we're maybe the better side. So I'm not I'm not that down. You know, it's five games in. It's not it's not a disaster. It's disappointing. But, you know, yeah, there's absolutely no shame in there losing to Sunderland. And, and same as when we last went to the stadium of light putting a much worse performance and, and you you hammered us that day. Could have been double figures and and I came away from that game thinking I was disappointed, but it's like, well we've just gone to Sunderland and lost four nil. Like 
seven years ago, we nearly went out of the Football League. So it's all relative and it's it's kind of still quite fun losing to Sunderland. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. I mean, we're still living the dream a bit, really. Let's face it, we, by rights, you know, we should be playing Barrow probably. So it's, yeah, it, it's a shame, but uh, I'm pleased with how things are going, generally speaking. So, yeah, no complaints. I think in context as well, I think everyone's now lost one game. I could be wrong with that. I haven't officially checked, but obviously we lost to Burton and, I think when we lost against Burton, we played well, and you kind of you kind of got on with it. I don't think I, I really don't think Wickham were terrible. I'd love to say they were, but I, I really don't think you were. I thought first fifteen minutes, I agree with Jack. You were probably the better team, and obviously with two bits of quality, and, and that changes the game and turns it on its head. But I think Wickham are going to be in and around there, and I think as much as that, I, I don't like doing the whole plucky smaller team because I find it quite um, find it quite patronising sometimes. But like. To be honest with you, I, th- I think Wickham will be in and around there, which is punching well above the weight that you know historically you have been. So I completely understand that viewpoint, one hundred percent. I'll come back to you, Jack, um, regarding team selection. Obviously, it was much the same for us. Um, we had Alex Pritchard came out. I almost said Harry again, for God's sake. Um, Pritchard came out, and uh, the Gherkin or Kirkin, Sirkin, whatever you want to call him. Um, got himself out of a little pickle, see what I did there, and came back into the team. Um, at the time when you seen the team relatively happy with, with what Lee Johnson went with? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, if you're winning games, it's hard to change. And I think Aidan O'Brien might have counted himself a little bit on He scores a hat-trick in midweek, doesn't he, at Blackpool and took all of his goals out. So he can maybe maybe think, well, why why don't I why didn't I get him? But really, I can't really fault, you know, the way that um, you know, I can't really fault any of Lee, Lee Johnson's selections. And I felt that the personnel that we have now really it's great that we have options. Um, do you know what I mean? We've got we've got players that can say we'll play this formation, we'll play that. We seem to be having strength and depth, do you know what I mean? I mean there's we had five or six players there that were on the bench that would have easily played and play regularly gonna play regularly this season for us. And I think really I think what we've what we've changed this season compared to the previous seasons, we've not we now seem to have more ability in the team. We seem to be have a bit of athleticism and pace and players that can really, you know, carry the ball and create chances. And I think we are going to create a lot of chances this season. And when you've got someone like Ross Stewart who's in form and can hold the ball up and bring others into play, you know, I mean you're going to get a lot of opportunities in the final third. Um, and I think really, you know, like I say, the fact you have so many options means that over the course of the season, touched on it last week as well, but it is a long season. We're going to have 46 League One games and lots of cup games and you're going to have to utilise that squad. And often it's the squad, you know, it's the team with the best, the club with the best squad that goes on and gets promotion. I think we're up there now with real strength and depth, so I'm, I'm happy with everything. Dave, I'll come to you next regarding the, the team selection. There's been a bit of a... a... An argument about McGeady's form. Um, there's been a bit of umbrage shown towards the way Lyndon Gooch has done that frustrating thing where he does really, really, really well and then doesn't release it correctly. Um, they both played really well today. Um, do you think they justified this selection? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's probably like a, a big major psychological thing with McGeady. If um, if a team knows that McGeady's in the, in the opposition, they've kind of... They've, shooting you their whole pre-matches about doubling up on them and stuff like that, which then, of course, releases other players, which is probably what happened with Gooch in the first first game where he had such a stormer. They're so worried about the left-hand side of the pitch that Gooch has got a little bit more time to kind of get on the ball and, and do his thing. Uh, but yeah, both played really well. And a big shout-out to um, Lugo 9 today as well, because I am not the greatest Lugo 9 
fan at all. I think he's a lovely lad. I think we've heard all the banter from everyone. There's always but, that's that's he, always the next line, isn't it? He's a lovely lad, <laughs> but he's a lovely lad. He's he, a very he's nice lad. Me, I think me nana wants him to come round for tea. Do you know what I mean? I love but, him. I love him as a player. I love him as a person. I would definitely take him home to my mum. Definitely. I, I think, but what I noticed today was watching him specifically. He he had his high octane pressure, winning the ball back, very tenacious, very good. But there was a couple of times which he probably could have been told in his head, could have tried the 25-yard, 35-yard Hollywood ball. And he stopped himself and he gave it five yards to Dan Neal, to Elliot Embleton. And I that, that everyone's always said since we signed Luke 09, the, the big thing with him is he wants to improve as a footballer all the time. He's very self-critical of himself. And I'm sure, I've no doubt that Johnson and the backroom staff had a word with him kind of after last week. And he did it really well today. I was very well impressed with that, to be honest. Yeah, I was I was impressed with Luke 09 today. And I know it's seemingly an unpopular opinion to like Luke 09 these days, but I love him. There's my my flag in the uh, my flag <laughs> my flag in the my flag in the sand or whatever it is. Um Johnny, one player I was kind of a little bit worried about today uh, was Gareth McCleary. And obviously he, he wasn't in the squad today. I don't know if that was some sort of injury or something like that, but aside from that, your your lineup kind of chose itself. But but what was wrong with McCleary today? What what happened there? Um, he so he travelled with the squad, but woke up apparently this morning with a bug, so so had to miss out. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a real blow for us because obviously he started the season really well. Yeah, um, and he's, um, he's he's looking like he's forming quite a good partnership with folks. So yeah, we 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 missed him today. We missed him, and we we missed also Anthony Stewart at the back who got a knock in training. Um, we we really missed his presence at the back. So yeah, two two big misses really. I mean, we're going to the game itself. The the first fifteen minutes, Johnny. I think we've all said. I, I honestly thought up until we scored the first goal that Wickham, I wouldn't say looked the more likely, but you you looked the better side. You're keeping the ball better. You're you're chasing Harry and having that kind of typical Ainsworth performance that we've kind of become accustomed to. But there was sort of a lack of cutting edge. I kind of felt up until you put the ball in the back of the net at the point when it didn't really matter. Something wasn't quite right with it. How much of that comes down to to Gareth McCleary not playing? It, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help, but, you know, the, but that's when you want the other players to, you know, to step up. I mean, Organ's a, a good player and, you know, international for Republic of Ireland, he's just been called up to the squad again. But he, we signed him last summer and so far he's scored one goal for us. So we do need to see, not so much folks because he's been doing his bit, but we, we need to see our forward players stepping up a bit more. They're not, they're not quite clicking yet. There's an over-reliance on Vokes. Um, and McCleary, so yeah, that McCleary's a big miss, but you can't you can't rely on one player. So yeah, bit bit disappointed with our four four players today. Like like you said, we weren't bad, but just lacked lacked a cutting edge for all the for all the good playing. That that that's what that's what I'm disappointed about today. The result. I'm not disappointed about the result. I'm disappointed about the kind of the manner in which we didn't apply ourselves up front. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, to be fair. I felt like it was a lot of the ball, but in the first 15 minutes, I, for some reason, never felt like a goal was incoming. And obviously, you scored two goals in however many minutes it was, and it's a different game entirely. Um, Jack, I just want to come back to you a little bit with that. Um, obviously, first 10, 15 minutes, like we said, I thought we struggled a bit. Where, where do you think that first 15 minutes, just to kind of have a little bit of a negative, if, if there is one, 
where do you think that went wrong in the first 10, 15? What, what do you think we didn't do right? I don't think it's, it's a case of us doing something wrong. I think you've got to give a bit of credit to Wickham. I think um, mm. you, you see a lot of teams come to the stadium, and I agree, and uh, not park the bus, but they're very aware of the crowd and the fact that we can do to the teams what Wickham did to us. And I think Wickham were right. They must have been fired up from uh, Ainsworth before the match. And he's obviously said, look, get right at them, you know, in the faces, don't let them get out. And I was really impressed with, even when we were one, two, three in the low, I was impressed with Wickham's pressing. I thought they pressed us quite a lot, really. They were really right down in, in, in our faces um, and, and really pressed us when we were on the ball. And I thought that was good. We started to do it to them a little bit, ironically, in the, in, the, in the second half, and we got a little bit of joy from that. But I thought you've got to give credit to Wickham. I don't think it was a case of us doing anything majorly wrong. I just think Wickham came all out and all guns blazing. And like I say, we got the two goals probably against the run of play. And I think it really knocked the stuffing out of Wigan because they had as, as good as a start as they could have had without scoring, really. You know what I mean? From the first 15 minutes, Ainsworth would have said, you've done exactly what I wanted, apart from put the ball in the back of the net. And goals do change games. The fact we got one, not, not just one, two. They were like, wow, how, how have we played so well after 15 minutes and 15, 20 minutes? And we found ourselves 2-0 down. And then after that, we got a control in the game. We started to keep the ball better. And really, I didn't really feel they were threatening us after that. But... Yeah, I think give credit to Wickham. I don't think we did anything wrong. I think it was them making a better start than we all expected. The one thing I can't give credit to Wickham for, though, Jack, and I'm sorry in advance, Johnny, two buttons down on Gareth Ainsworth's shirt, chest fully out, skinny jeans and what looked like crocodile boots. Gareth, I'm pretty confident you're not listening, but no. And trust me, I've worn some funny-looking things, but the chest thing, I'm just not having it. I'm sorry, just not having it. Um... Dave, I wanted to speak to you about, um, obviously, the goals. For me, the big difference in the first 15, 20 minutes is Wickham had more of the ball. Wickham looked more likely, if you prefer. Um, and then we popped it with two bits of quality. We've seen that happen to us before, maybe in the Premier League, where we've been a better side for 15, 20 minutes, and then two, two bits of magic happen. Is it a real positive that we've seen today that we could put a game almost beyond the team just because we had simply more quality to just turn up on on the on the day and just turn up and put in a, a 25-yarder and then that fantastic cross and a big striker like Ross Stewart banging it in? Are we starting to see genuine quality for the first time that something had been in League One here? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a word that Jack used again. There's a lot of a lot of what Jack's saying. I'm sitting here nodding my head. Um mobility. Like mm-hmm. having mobility to get up from one end of the pitch to the other end in seconds is something that we haven't either tried to do or had the players to do. So to have it, it's amazing. I've, I've said before with you, it's kind of, I feel really guilty the fact that I don't like Charlie White. And I'm just going to keep mentioning him every week until he doesn't <laughs> score because I just love it. But I, I feel guilty that I don't like the 31 goal striker and I don't. Ah, and same. like Ross, Ross Stewart could not score a game for the rest of the season, and I just love him. I, I just hit. In fact, anyone asks me what me come come down with me dinner is, Ross Stewart Ross and Luke Stewart. O'Nine, they're there, they're, they're there, the pair <laughs> of them, they're there with me. Do you know what I mean? But in all seriousness, yeah, I mean, I saw a tweet go out earlier. Embleton, best thing that it could have happened to him was that loan deal. The Blackpool, he's come back. He seems hungry. Yeah, it's his local club. We we got players who actually uh, who seem to have to want to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and progress 
and honestly, for the dynamic of the squad, you just can't you can't underestimate how much that's going to push us forward. You know, there's there's no way someone like Niall Huggins, for example, is going to want to sit on the bench in a League One football club. He's just not going to want to do it. So all that means is the intensity and training day upon day, week upon week, is going to improve. And I think that stands us in good good stead. And then looking at Johnson's uh, comments through the week, I, I get the feeling there could be one or two big name signings this week, you know. I'd, I'd... I think I think Mbappe's on the way, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I think Mbappe might be a... I just think you'd fancy a challenge Mbappe and I think Sunderland is the challenge of challenges, you know what I mean? And I might have played a lot of football manager, but my point is my point, you know what I mean? I think Mate, Mbappe I'm, may I'm... be on the way. The the thing is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he gets in ahead of like any of the front four at the minute. He's That's a good problem. He's, he's a good backup for Ross Stewart, though. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Kane hasn't gone to Man City yet, has he? He's still available. Not yet. No, you never know. You never know. Maybe that's maybe that's what Harry Kane was waiting on. But uh, that's yeah, it. not getting ahead of Ross Stewart. We'll probably end up back in Fenway at this rate. To be fair, um, <laughs> he loves be... our crowd, man. He loves he loves the banter with the Sunderland fans, doesn't he? Big fan of Akin Fenwa. Big fan. Um, one thing, obviously, before going to the game, but Dave um, Elliot Embleton's goal. Like, I'm, I'm going to hold my hands up here and say, oh, I would have probably played Pritchard today. I'm not 100 sold on Embleton. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> I was completely wrong on Elliot Embleton. He's very, very good. But that goal was exquisite, wasn't it, Dave? Oh, brilliant, mate. It, it's just. And I tell you what, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. The fact that he's both-footed and so comfortable on both feet is a nightmare for defenders and an absolute asset to us. And I tell you what, it's just—I watched the—I uh, watched the game from Belgium today. I was in Croatia last week watching it. I was in Belgium today watching it. Um, All right, Alan Wicker. All right, Alan Wicker. Fair well, enough. Well, that's, that's what you got to do, isn't it? You're not allowed to watch it in England at three o'clock on a Saturday. So I've got a—I've got a country hop, you know. <laughs> so yeah, literally the 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 reaction that he's getting from the crowd, from what I heard with the stream, because um because the the comment commentary went off, the crowd were buzzing, man. The crowd were absolutely electric the day, and I tell you what, big statement. We get through twelve to fifteen games, continuing the form that we're on. We'll be back up to thirty three, thirty five thousand, I reckon. Yeah, that's, I think so. I'm I'm going out there with that. So, yeah, honestly, what a strike, what a finish. It's amazing when you see all these silly little clips with the, with the keepers making, like, uh, talking, talking dives when the ball's going out for a throw-in and stuff with a shot. Well, the Wickham keeper today, he definitely tried for that and he was getting nowhere near it. I can't believe, I, I forgot, I thought it was Allsop that was in goal, but it was actually Stockdale, of course. And Stockdale, yeah. He's not ageing well, is he? It's not aging well. He, 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 yeah, I was a bit like, oh, bloody hell, I thought you were still 24. Um, <laughs> we have to kind of discuss it. In the cold light of day, it doesn't matter. It didn't affect the game, but I don't think any of us necessarily like to see that what was quite evidently a punch on, on, on Luke 9 from a Wickham player. We haven't decided if it was Hogan <laughs> or, or, or Memedy yet, but I'll come to you first, Johnny, because it's quite easy to go up with Sunderland fan and say, like, well, that's disgusting and terrible. What did you make of it? But but what were your thoughts from a Wickham side? Because it's it's a lack of discipline, isn't it, really? What was the Wickham reaction to that sort of punch? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I've only seen kind of a a bit of a pixelated replay and it looked, it looked like Memeti and 
which I mean, literally, if you'd if you if I didn't if I hadn't seen it and you said a Wickham player threw a punch and I had to pick who it was for my entire squad, he'd be the he'd be the last player I'd pick, including someone who's currently on loan at Kings Lynn. Like that's how unlikely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean, it's interesting. I did um, I did a preview for the game for um, a Love Supreme, and they said, "Who are you most worried about?" And obviously, you've got this wealth of attacking talent. But I said, Luco Nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love him. He's, he's still loved at Wickham. I love that boy. But he's a bastard to play against. And and you know, he was. And you love it when he's doing it for you. But if he's doing it against you, you hate it. And he knows how to get under players' skinned. And you've you know the other players just got to be got to know not to rise to it. And Mimetti, he's 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 twenty years old. He's he's only recently turned twenty, I think. Um, he was playing. I mean, he's a great player. He's, he was playing non-league football. Um, ninth tier or something, wasn't ago. it? Sorry, say again. Was it the ninth tier or something? He was playing or something like that, wasn't it? He was yeah, quite far like down. The Essex League or something. Yeah, right. I mean, we picked him up for our development squad, and he's kind of forced his way into the team. And he's now an Albanian under twenty-one international. Make make of that what you will. Um, but he is he is a you know our best creative player. But he's he's raw as hell. He's got a lot to learn, and I think he's learned. Well, I think he will learn because I, I don't think he's going to get away with it. Learn a big lesson about discipline and you know the harsh realities of playing, you know, you know professional football. And he, he's let himself down. And, and obviously, obviously, I'm a biased Wickham fan, but you don't like to see it at all. And you know, and, and he's probably going to get what a five game ban now. And, and we're we've lost our best our best attacking player probably. So. Yeah, no, it's it, it it's it's bad news, but hopefully we'll learn from it. And sometimes players have to go through this early in their careers to kind of learn learn the harsh lessons so they don't do it again. I find it quite interesting you mentioned about Luke Nine because I've noticed that, and, and I, I noticed it a few years ago that he is basically a bastard to play against because I remember him like sort of playing and getting rolled on the pitch against Doncaster sort of before the pandemic and stuff. But there's a, a big thing about Sunderland that because he does his community work, because he speaks to the fans, because he's open and he's a very nice bloke. He obviously is a lovely bloke. But I've always said that on the pitch, he's actually a bit nasty. And I'm, I'm pleased you've said that. I think, did you did you see that side of him today that you were used to at Wickham? Because I've seen it today that he knew how to wind your players up. He knew what he was doing. It, it seemed like he was, he'd was he learned the dark art at Wickham and he used them back on you. That's how it felt today, Johnny. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, I think so, and and yeah, I mean, obviously, it's personal taste, whether or not you find that kind of tasteful. And I must, and you know, sometimes I see Wickham players do it. So, you know, saw Luke doing it for Wickham. There were times where it was a bit cringy, but I think you need it at this level. You need you you need that blend of quality, which you Sunderland have definitely got. And if and if I've got um from the outside looking in, in the past when I've seen Sunderland play Wickham, I've kind of thought that's what they're missing. They're missing that kind of bit of an edge to them and I don't I mean I don't know your team well enough to know if you've got other players like that but this Sunderland team look the real deal and I think it's it's blending that quality with that that edge and you know if you have to turn it on you you can turn on and and you know and and, and kind of not physically square but you know square up to teams that try and kind of physically dominate you which maybe wasn't is it fair to say wasn't maybe the case in the last sort of two three seasons 
I 100% agree with you on that, Johnny. I think I think we've said for ages where we don't seem to have... I think the team realised they're in League One. I think the fans realised they're in League One. I've had a few too many pints. Um, but I think at the same time, a lot of the team maybe didn't have that edge and, and those certain teams, especially in the first and the second season, would come up, put 10 men behind the ball and play at and waste time. And Wickham were hugely one of those teams and it got under our skin and got under our nose. It felt today that we managed to do it back a little bit um, because if the referee or the assistant or one of the linesmen or the other lineswoman had their glasses on, you would have been down to 10 men because we basically played that dark arts card and, and that sometimes needs to happen. And it's not illegal, it's just gamesmanship. And, and I think yeah. you do need that at this level. I really, I really, really think you do. But um, Jack, I want to talk about a big, huge positive today, a massive positive for the whole season. I honestly, honestly think we need to get him tied down to a contract. Dan Neal, I don't like to swear on this pod too much, but was absolutely fucking unbelievable. Again, and he's one of ours, and I love him. And I reckon he'll probably get in the England squad for the next World Cup. But how many, uh, how much of a, how much of an important player has he become just overnight? To get better every time I watch him. Um, um... He, he's he's like he's you know a player that's been playing 10, 15 years at this top level, and um, I'm saying I think his ability on the ball now is matched because we've got players that can move off the ball with a bit of athleticism and pace, and that really link them up together. I think his vision and his passing is unbelievable, and uh, I think we're going to watch him develop this season, and he can only get better if he's if he's this good at this age with not many first team games behind him. Imagine how good he's going to be with a full season behind him. And, so bit you you left us there, Jack, and obviously Dave at the same time has also gone at the same time. So um that perfect timing that all the Sunderland fans have left. You must have had enough of me. Um but I think when it comes to another really good performance today, and I want to get both viewpoints on this and then we'll obviously just wrap up. But I was concerned a little bit that Callum Doyle might have his toughest test today because he's coming up against uh, um Sam Volks. Callum Doyle's 17 years old. We can all see he's got the raw ability and the raw talent. But Sam Volks, when we're talking about being rehearsed in the, in the dark arts, he's played for Stoke, Burnley and Wickham. You pretty much couldn't get three clubs that know the dark arts better. And he's played for Wales in like a good European championship when he got the semi-final. He, he obviously is well, re- well rehearsed and just experienced gamesmanship. I thought he was absolutely honking today. And I think a lot of that came down to the fact that Callum Doyle just almost took the piss out of him. Um, I'm criticising Sam, Sam Volks here, but just how good was Callum Doyle again, Jack? Yeah, really, really good. Again, similar to what I said with, uh, with Dan Neil. If he's this good at this age, he's a future England international, I really do think that. Yeah, it's confidence and composure. You know what I mean? You can all have a big physique and be a big, snarl and tough defender, but it's his confidence with the ball, it's his composure that he shows. And I think Sam Volks is a decent striker at this level. Uh, I think we've got Very themselves good. a decent player there. And I, I was really worried when I saw him. I thought he could give our defence a little bit of chip today. And I have to say, I thought he was poor. He took him up, the, the, the games took him off after 65, 70 minutes and brought back and Fenner on. And I, I was really disappointed, I'm happily disappointed, because I thought he could have given us problems. But like you say, maybe you have to give credit to our defence because he didn't get a kick. And we're talking about um, credit for players. I'm going to say, I've never been his biggest fan, Tom Flanagan. It's been excellent. He's talking a young defence through games and also playing really, really, really well himself. Um, so I just, I think other people have said the same thing, but I really want to talk with Tom Flanagan. But before I move sort of on to the, the end of the podcast, Donnie, I'll come to you as well. We talked 
a bit earlier about Akin Fenway and I said I thought he was your best player. I thought Sam Vokes was really poor today. I, I really thought he was poor. But do you th- is, is that a poor performance from Sam Vokes from your side? Or do you think our young centre-back and Callum Doyle just literally mocked him out the game? It's a bit non-committal, but I'd probably say a bit of both. I mean, based, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen of Vokes so far this season, he's looked he's looked good, but probably looking a little bit rusty, not more or less match fit, but not not quite hundred percent. And and probably I think he was out of the picture at Stoke for quite a while. So yeah, I think he's not quite hundred percent sort of match sharp, so to speak. Um, but I think he will get there. I mean, he was great against Cheltenham, but. I mean, but that's the thing, and you know, in this League One, it's a bit of a weird league, and you've got, you know, Cheltenham and Sunderland and Portsmouth all in the same division, and and, and there's a big difference between the quality of players, and 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 as you've already said, he's just absolutely kind of really well marshaled today, and yeah, so uh, yeah, probably a bit of both. I know it's not not a very helpful answer, but. No, if it's, if it's honest opinion, always always helpful, I think. I think one thing we're all in agreement on is that Callum Doyle will probably be the next Bobby Moore. We've just got to be honest about it. He's been that good. Um, this is why I don't do the reaction shows too much because I get too excited, you see. Um, but ultimately, you know, looking at the statistics, both sides were, were quite equal. The big difference today, I think, ultimately was we just showed more quality when, when we needed to, and, and I think that's massive. End of the game, we were all singing it. It's the first time Sunderland have actually been clear at the top of League One. It's actually the first time we've ever been top if you take out the first ever game we had in League One when we were the early kickoff and beat Charlton 2-1. So technically, not the first time we've been clear. It's the first time we've really been top of the league in League One. It's really early days, Jack. Um, but does this feel more like a Sunderland side who can actually progress and actually get out of League One eventually? Yeah, um, I think we, we're, we're on the right track now. I think we've got the, the squad right. It not not just in terms of personnel, but in terms of overall depth to us. And I'm a lot more confident with Lee Johnson. I think he's plays a, a good attack and progressive style of play that's going to get us out of this division, hopefully. I think we're getting things right off the field as well, right recruitment process and the right ownership. Um, and I think we're on the right track now. I think we're, we're closer now than we've ever been. Feels nice, doesn't it? Feels nice to say that. We'll come back to this in six weeks and see if we were right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, it's a bit of a difficult question for me to ask because I'm asking you about a team that you know you don't watch every week because I'm asking you about Sunderland. I'm very confident that Wickham will be up and around there um, this season. I, I think you will be in the discussion and will be our promotion rivals. But you've been promoted. You've came up against us in the past. You've got the better of us. You've sometimes been tonked by us. You've sometimes managed to get a draw from us. You've been around long enough to see Sunderland in League One. Based on today's game solely, does Sunderland suddenly look like a team that actually might get out of this division based on your experience of previous Sunderland sides? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not just saying it. I genuinely think so. Like, you know, like I said, I think you've got, you've always had quality players in your squad. Um, you've got that that edge now. Um, I think maybe you've got a bit more managerial stability because, I mean, obviously I'm kind of, I don't follow Sunderland, but it's, at one point you're going to be changing manager every 40 minutes, but... We've had Johnson in now, and he's he's maybe not like a, a glamorous manager in terms of you know he's not done loads of stuff at other clubs, but he looks to be just a perfect fit for Sunderland. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, today looked hungry, clinical. I mean, it's all fine margins, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and today when you had the chance, you were you were absolutely ruthless, and I, and and that's what I mean when I said you know I think this Sunderland team looks a real deal. You've got off to a cracking start in a league which is notoriously kind of where 
teams kind of self-sabotage a bit and, and, and trip themselves up. So, and the season we went up, we got off to a good start and just kept that going for so long that even when we kind of started to kind of wobble a bit, we we built up so much kind of credit in the bank that we never dropped out of the promotion places. So if you can keep, just keep this good run going, you know, you, you, you could well get yourself clear within sort of, you know, when the table starts working out after about another 10 games, probably you, you could, you could be, you know, running away with it. So uh, yeah, this, this Sunderland team do look a, a class apart from previous seasons, I have to say. Fingers crossed. That's how it feels, but I don't want to... I'm touching wood, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm doing everything that people normally do. Um, 10 games time, I, sh- I agree though. I think we'll start to see where the Sunderland team's really going to be at and hopefully it's, it's where it all seems to be going. But I'll let everyone get on with this Saturday night. Dave has left us, his internet has packed in, um, his internet has gone and Dave has left. Um, but Dave, as always, has been great. Jack, thank you very much for popping on. And Johnny, thanks always for coming on after defeat. Um, I like saying that. I've said it every week since I started this review, but I do genuinely mean it because I don't know if I could do it. But um, obviously, do subscribe, do check check in, do listen, share it if you want. If you don't, it's fine. If something win, I've got to be honest, I don't really care what you do with it. Um, three points is the most important thing. But enjoy your Saturday night or your Sunday morning. And uh, how are the lads, as always? 